mean me. Amen. A lot of preachers won't say that, but God, you know, you can't preach any further than you live and you experience. And so um, God was showing me something, and he, he was saying, the reason my people don't believe me is because they don't know my thoughts. They don't know my intentions. They don't know my heart and my mind for them. The things that I want for them, those things that my son died on that cross for them, they don't think I want those things for them. And, and I have to say I've been guilty, and in some areas I still am. Because you know how it is when you pray and you just expect God to respond, and when you don't get an answer for so long, the devil will tell you, well, see, he's not going to do that because you don't need it or whatever. And like some people say, God never told me to do that. He'll have you really, really crazy if you don't stay with him and stay in, the, in his word. And so he was saying, if my people um, knew my thoughts and my intentions, he says, then they would believe me more and they would expect better. But we don't know his thoughts and his intentions. And there's a scripture in the Bible that will mislead you. Amen. And, and Paul was saying, he was making a statement that... Uh, Let's see what it was that it was saying. Oh, the depths and breadths of his, of, of, I can't remember what it was. But what he was saying was, we don't know God's thoughts and intentions. But what Paul was really saying is we don't know his thoughts and intentions by natural thinking. And that's what he meant because as you go on and read it, and I do have that scripture. And it'll explain to you that Paul wasn't, he was just saying that the wisdom of God is hidden. And to to uh, have that wisdom unveiled, you have to get in the spirit realm because we're spirit beings. This is why, it's just like this, this, this is just an example. It's not a good example, but I'll just say what I'm trying to say. That when he spoke to the Pharisees, he spoke in parables because he knew they were carnal and so it's the same and they didn't understand anything he said so in by the same token we expect god to answer us or when especially when we're standing for something we're waiting for a miracle whatever it is and we if we don't see it sooner or later year one year two year three year four year we really think God is not going to do it, or we get mad at God, but we don't know his thoughts and his intentions. And I remember uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, I know the thoughts that I have toward you. You don't know, but I know the thoughts I have toward you. And God says, they're thoughts of peace and not evil to bring you an expected end. And so we have to, you have to know this stuff. And if you, you, you know, we know it, but we forget, you have to remind yourself and start coming up to a higher standard where God talks to us because he'll talk to us, but he's not going to, sometimes he'll talk to us through visions, dreams. I don't have visions and dreams. Just, I just don't. God speaks to me in pictures, but it's still a form of a vision, but, um, 
you know, he don't speak all the time supernaturally to people. Some things we have to know by our our relationship with him, if I'm making sense. And so I believe that God wants us to understand and know what's going on. And we won't know if we don't stick with the spirit realm. Because the natural realm will tell you anything. You know, natural realm is just what it is, natural. And it's, it's like what you see, but what you see is not what you get if you're connected to God. And, and sometimes we get off because we get upset, we get nervous, we get worn out. We, we allow ourselves to go through many, many changes because we don't know his mind, his thoughts his intentions, and his heart. But this is the good part. We can know. I think we know most of the time, and then sometimes we fall away because of time and what we don't see. And and that the natural realm beats us up and wins out. Are y'all following me? And so I hope I'm making sense to everybody. So what I believe God gave me today is we have to fight to stay in that realm, in his realm, where he constantly speaks to us and encourages us. And although it may not be time, because some things are on a a, a timetable, some things we missed But the good thing about God is he'll always bring it back to us. I'm talking about 30, 40-year-old stuff. He'll bring it back because he's that kind of God. But these things we must understand and know about the God that we serve. And a lot of times it's not that God doesn't want us to have it. He's working on our behalf. But we just don't know it because we're too busy looking in the natural. And let me tell you what the devil will do. He'll make everything in the natural be look contrary to what how you are praying. You know why? Because he's an evil devil. He hates Christians because he likes making a fool out of them, so to speak, because of what we don't know. My people perish for lack of knowledge. And so some things you just have to get in your spirit and know. Stay close to God and hunger and thirst after righteousness, for you shall be filled. All of these things are in the Bible for a purpose. But we're going to, the text is in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. But the word of God is our guide. And it tells us how to live the blessed life. You know, there is nothing that God doesn't tell us. It's nothing that catches him by surprise in our lives. God is ready for everything and anything. And there's nothing too hard for him. Amen. So we have to live the life that pleases God. No, you don't have to be perfect. But what you you want to do is is keep short accounts. Repent daily. If, if it's needed daily, repent daily. And stay close to God. Keep your spirit clean and free. You know how some stuff can get in, stick into your spirit and then it, it'll lodge in your heart and then it's a, a stumbling block. You just can't get over. You've seen people that just ha- can't get over a hurt and it becomes real big like a divorce or whatever it is. And they let it destroy the rest of their lives because they don't know how to get to the next phase and so 
God wants us to trust him, stay close to him so that he can minister to us and bless us. Amen. And we'll know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's coming, that God is with us. I had a prophecy for you all today and walked off and left it. And I um, meant to give it to you. But it it went something like um, uh, declare. The more you declare, it, it, it rhymes. Something like it'll be there or something like that. But you have to declare. It was really good. I'll bring it tomorrow. But you must declare what God has already said. You have to declare it. And once you declare, it'll be there or something like that. But, you know, God wants us. He wants our participation. We don't just sit up and wait on him to bring something. But you, it's like, what are you doing with your mouth? Amen. Use your mouth to bind that false picture that the devil is putting in your mind and in your heart you know just we have to learn how to not pay attention to what you see what's going on in the natural now is it really happening yes you know but will it affect your outcome not unless you allow it because you know it doesn't it doesn't matter how things look god is going to do what he promised you he's going to do but you have to keep that in the front of your mind amen and it, it, it's a lot of renewing your mind and renewing the thinking that we do. Amen. We're spirit beings, and this is why God speaks to us the way he does. Amen. We have to handle things spiritually and live in the spirit and not according to the flesh. And so Jesus is our example, and he handled all situations by a higher standard. He handles situations like God told him to handle it according to the word of God. He, he used the word as a sword because it's a sword of the spirit. And so every temptation that the devil threw at him, he handled it with the word of God. We have to do the same thing. When God speaks to us, he's going to speak to us in a language that we understand. So let's go to Isaiah 55 verse 8. And it's not a new scripture, but I'm going to read it. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And so what is God saying? He's saying, you're going to have to come up higher. Come up higher to my thinking and that's all it is it's not that we don't know god's thinking and we can't know he speaks to us in in but we have to have that revelation and the wisdom that it takes to catch what he's saying or it'll go right past us amen because we allow the natural realm what's going on ain't here yet it ain't here yet it ain't coming with your thinking it's there But you'll never, see, you have to pull it out of the natural, invisible realm into the natural realm. Now, I know we know this stuff, but what I believe God is saying is, see, it's it's our Amos 9, 13 season. God is, and that's what was in that prophecy. It was short, but it was really, really good. And it was letting us know that God is, say it, it was saying like, it's not going to happen. It's happening now. It's happening now. 
but what God wants us to do is fine-tune our thinking and match our thinking up with his. In other words, come up higher to his standard. It's a higher standard that he's calling us to. Now, that word standard means quality. It means level, merit, excellence. It also means grade and caliber because there's a certain grade or a certain caliber that we're supposed to think if we're waiting on something from God. It also means put to flight and authority. When Jesus was tempted in the garden, he put to flight everything that the devil told him. He came back with the word. He hit him with the word, and he put to flight everything that the devil tried to hit him with. He raised a standard against the devil. And when you do that, you put all other things to flight. Amen. Because you have authority, you use that authority so that authority is your standard amen the only standard that matters really is god's standard not the world's because see we gauge our standard by the world and that's why you see why it's hard to bring things into this natural realm that we're praying for it's like this you're not asking what's a uh something in the natural uh some company ppc or whatever you're not asking them for a miracle because that company is in the natural you're asking god you're going beyond natural you know the natural means companies the police the courts you're going beyond that you're going to the highest court you're going to god so you're going to raise that standard past the natural realm because the natural can't help us now if we need a loan yeah we go to the bank it's in the natural realm you go to the bank although you need to pray too but some things the natural realm cannot help us with and cannot offer us so you have to bypass the natural realm there's in other words there's some things only god can do for us so we have to bypass the natural realm reach out into the spirit realm where god is to get what we need and so we need to stay in contact with him we need to learn how the natural realm works so that we can receive on a daily basis is that making sense amen so, in other words, the only standard that really matters is God's standards. Man's standards don't matter. Only God's standards matter. Amen? So, we must all move by the Holy Spirit when he tells us to move and and move how God tells us to move. And that's revelation. See, God gives us revelation, and this is how we stay in contact with him. You know, it, it's not impossible to get something that you created with your mouth and it's a promise from god it's not impossible to bring that into the natural realm but we just go about it in the wrong way and this is the thing we just slip a little bit here a little bit there it's nothing major it's just a little tweaking here and there that we need to do so that we can bring it to pass we can now god's going to do it he doesn't need our help to bring it to pass he needs us to believe it will happen that's the part that comes faith is the part that we're in charge of amen so and the other part of this is when we trust and believe god it pleases him amen it pleases him when we don't handle things in the natural realm when we don't handle things carnally but when we handle things 
the way we're supposed to be according to the word of God, it pleases God. So let's go to Romans 11. I hope I kind of broke it down and let everybody know where I'm coming from. Romans 11. Hallelujah. Verse 33. And it says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. I'm going to read that again. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. See, it's deep. You can't just be sitting up halfway believe in God you got to go deep in God to get his knowledge and his wisdom and so I believe this is what the scripture is saying it says how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out and this is what Paul was saying this is the scripture I was trying to think about and Paul was what he was really saying I'll read that last part it says how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways are past finding out. But what Paul was really saying, not fully understood. His ways are not fully understood naturally. And see, this is what Paul, because you, you this is what you have to do. A lot of people and, and a lot of scholars or whoever they are will say, well, we, we, we can't know God's mind because it's past finding out. And I've heard that before. But see, you got to look at who's talking. Who he's talking to, it does, when you read something, it just doesn't mean, you know, that's what it means. But this is Paul talking, and Paul was talking through his understanding because that's all he had. And he was saying that, you know, God's ways and his judgments are past finding out naturally. He meant not full, it's not fully understood. That's what he was really saying. That's what the passage means. They're not fully understood. And 34 says, for who has known the mind of the Lord or who has become his counselor or who has first given to him and it shall be repaid to him for of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. So, see, he kind of tells what he meant in verse 36. For of him and through him and to him are all things. So if his ways are past finding out, but it's in it's in him and through him, then he turn around and say, he says all things of whom, wait a minute, he says all things are through him, for him, and by him. This is what, he, so in other words, if you get in him, there's all things his wisdom and his his knowledge too is that me? so see you see how that can contradict and cause religious people to go on a tangent because it did it has but he's he's just saying according to to what he understood he just worded it the way he worded it i'll just leave it like that okay because we know that we have the mind of christ amen so in a footnote i have in a footnote renewal of the mind we can know his thoughts 
through his wisdom by the renewal of the mind. I have that on a footnote in my Bible. And so, in other words, we have to come up higher to his standard because we can know know his thoughts and his judgments and understand. And sometimes, and then sometimes you won't. So Paul was saying it's just like some things God tells us, some things are mysteries, and some things remain mysteries because the secret things belong to the Lord. He don't have to tell us everything, but I, I believe he can if he wants to. But do we really need to know everything? Amen. So Paul is saying that God's ways are unable, his His unsearchable past, his unsearchable wisdom is past finding out by natural thinking by natural means amen this is what he's saying they're unable to be fully discovered or understood with the natural mind amen amen and he's trying to make us understand that wisdom must be given by god and to get wisdom from god you have to come up higher and learn his ways develop a relationship let's go to first corinthians 2 Let's see. First Corinthians 2 verse 7. And it says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the ages of our glory. Amen. So it's saying here uh, that wisdom is a mystery. It's hidden wisdom, but it's opened up and revealed to us by the spirit. That's all this is really saying. Are y'all here? Okay, verse 9. is. I have a lot of reading to do. It says, verse 9, I have not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. See, it says those who love him. I has not seen nor ear heard. We don't know it all. We haven't read the end of the story. I see on Facebook a lot of people say God hasn't written your your life or something he hasn't written your story yet or something like that but see they get that as that's a runoff just give people the word you haven't seen i have not seen ear have not heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things that god has prepared for those that he's prepared everything that we need you haven't heard it your ears haven't heard it yet your eyes haven't seen it but that doesn't mean he hasn't prepared it he's prepared a table before our enemies do you see a table no but you have to know it's there because he comes against all that retaliation spirit so it's it's a spiritual thing that's all i'm trying to say it's a spiritual thing and you have to get all your answers by the spirit not by the carnal flesh, because he doesn't speak to us like that. But he sure will put a billboard in your face or have something, a commercial on the TV, or have somebody talk to you. He still love us and know how to get to us. And if we carnal, he'll speak to us in that fashion. But he doesn't come down to reach where we are. But he'll have, he, he'll, that's why he's assigned prophets to the, to the nations to speak and it's up to you to know a a true prophet from a false one 
and know how prophecy works i should say that but uh let's see did i do 10 no it says but god has revealed them to us through his spirit so it says god's revealed these things for us he's revealed he's talked to you through the spirit did we hear him no why stay in the flesh stay looking in the natural you'll miss it you'll miss it in the natural you have to be in the spirit where he is and where he speaks it says for the spirit searches all things yes the deep things of god so you got the holy spirit on the inside of you stop ignoring him and have a talk with him let him show you what's really going on verse 11 for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him in other words don't know people by the flesh know them by the spirit amen know that they have value know that they're worthy know that they can be forgiven you know all these things it comes from the spirit realm amen uh let's see did i do uh, verse 12 i think that's where i am it says now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from god that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by god see it says we we have received not the spirit of the world see the spirit of the world is that that uh opposition it's the opposition that we face and it's trying to keep us from receiving what god has for us spiritually the spirit of the world will come and try to talk to you and that's why the devil not only talk to you he, he sets up scenarios and then so when you look in the natural you see what he has set up or you can just say i don't i'm not looking at that because i know that's not what god has said you'll know when it's not god because it's not saying what he has already told you what you're seeing is some false stuff that the devil has set up because he know you're gonna look at it and fall for it and then some people he try it a few times and he leave them alone because he know that they're going to stick with what god has already promised and but the 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 carnal mind or that that worldly mind see let's just put it like this there's two entities that's trying to take you over the world's the world system or the godly system the spiritual system and they're pulling at you it's just like some people depict it like this there's a little devil over here and a little angel over here and so they say both of them's talking to them with well, it's the spirit realm and the in the worldly realm and the world doesn't want you to have anything not a thing let's see verse 13 these things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches see what i'm saying it's telling us right here these things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches but which the holy spirit teaches comparing spiritual things with spiritual but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of god for they are foolishness to him you know like this that, that uh saying well we got to deal with reality see that's foolishness that's that's uh, a outward comment meaning 
what you're talking about is foolish. But see, what it really is, I don't understand that because I'm, I'm carnal. And so that's really what it means. And so it's right there. But the natural man, I'm in 14, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is highly judged by no one. Are y'all there? No one. For he who, who has known the mind of the Lord, wait a minute. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. So you say, you see how Paul is telling in verse 16, but we have the mind of Christ. He's saying we have the mind of Christ. But see, up in, where's that other scripture? I think it was in a, I think it was verse 7 or wherever it was where he was saying, we don't know you know what god is is telling us but we have the mind of christ and so he was just you see that's why people need to know who's saying what and why amen hallelujah let's see let's go to acts 2 Now, so in other words, what what we according to what we just read, the way of the spirit is the standard. That's the standard that God expects us to to operate out of the way of the spirit. So Acts two, thirteen says, um, "Oh, okay, this is where the people were baptized in the Holy Spirit." I think this was after Pentecost. Where the Holy Spirit had fully come. <clears throat> and so um, the people that heard Paul and, and the others praying in the Spirit said they're full of wine, full of new wine. Others mocking saying they're full of new wine. Really, that was the truth. New, the new wine. <laughs> Amen. Let's see. Where do I suppose to read? Okay. Let's see. Verse 14. It says, but Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice. I meant Peter. Um, Standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. And heed my words, for these are not not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day, which that don't make sense. I knew I read you I felt your spirit she was looking like what difference does that make see back in the day they had more respect for time but I could tell she was thinking so that that don't mean nothing time what verse 16 says but this is what uh, was spoken by the prophet Joel it says, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, 
that I will pour my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, old men shall dream dreams, and on my um, men's servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. And so what we say is, and this is that. Amen. So this is that. Hallelujah. Let's see, where did I leave off? Did I go to 21? Okay, I'm in 19. I will show wonders in heavens above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. So God was doing something. He was doing something in the heavenlies. He was doing something in the earth. And like we're going to see those days come again. Amen. Where the, uh, uh, the, the word of God will cover the earth as the water, waters cover the sea. But the church needs to prepare and get ready for that time. Amen. And this is why so many people that are trying to prepare for this. God is preparing the end time church for the end time harvest. Amen. And this, the Holy Spirit will fall again, but in a greater measure. But um, these men were full of the new wine. And this was that that was spoken by the prophet Joel. So the Holy Spirit was being poured out on people. And it makes a difference. So in other words, the reason I, I believe I got this scripture and I thought about this scripture was because the Holy Spirit makes a difference. You cannot come up higher to a higher uh, level of understanding unless you are filled with the Spirit of God. Because the anointing breaks the yoke. The anointing makes all the difference in the world. Amen. Hallelujah. So God is just saying, you, uh, people can have this now so that you can talk my language. You can't talk God's language unless you're full of the Spirit. Amen. He is not coming out of the spirit realm to talk to you. He will give you visions, dreams. I think that's what visions and dreams are for, so that God can contact people because he loves us so much. He knows that we're not going to all receive the gifts of the spirit or to get any kind of gifts, any of the, the what is it, the 13, nine gifts of the spirit. No, they won't receive them. And so God created us, and he loves us so much, I believe he speaks to people because before I was baptized in the Holy Ghost, I heard from God, but in a limited, in a limited way. You know, I, would, I didn't hear his voice, but I, I would see things, and, you know, he would speak to me in signs. I guess you can call that a vision, but I don't get these deep visions like most people. Or, you know, I... God speaks to them in some way, and they think it's God. In fact, I don't. I didn't think it was God. God had to confirm it for me because I was not baptized in the Holy Spirit, but he still loved me, and he still spoke to me, but he speaks to you differently. But, you know, this is why he left us the whole, his son left us the Holy Spirit so that we could have a, a mediator or a, a way to speak to him spiritually. So the promises is for these promises is 
for our children too they're not just limited to the 120 this holy spirit wasn't limited to the 120 and they were not limited to the 12 but they are for all of us for now and so god wants us to take advantage of that and it's for believers today you'll hear a lot of people say you know that it's not the the spirit or the um what is the gifts are not for today you know but they uh, somebody said they left with the prophets the last prophet and and that kind of stuff and people get the wrong understanding amen but so i believe that today's um believers they get frustrated because they can't hear god's voice i know i do and it's a simple thing as yielding to the spirit more so that we can hear his voice and not be confused and but we we have to uh, keep a close relationship with him amen so that we can understand what he's saying but god speaks to us he speaks to us but we have to discern things and that discernment comes with relationship it comes with the spirit realm and this is why he released the holy spirit to the 120 to the 12 and to us so that we'll have close communication with him amen hallelujah let's see so let's go to job i want to talk about him and this was job's problem god now god did give uh job permission the devil permission to mess with job so to speak but he said you cannot kill him you you can mess with him but don't kill him job got on the wrong foot when he was sick simply because he handled it in a natural by by the carnal means he wasn't in the spirit amen you cannot hear god's voice in the in the natural you can't know his ways through the flesh so we must learn to pray in the spirit and see because that connects you that praying in the spirit connects you to god where he'll speak and sometimes if he doesn't speak like that he'll speak through his word but he will you can be connected with god but you cannot hear his voice or understand what he's talking about unless you're in the spirit now i know some people will say well i speak to him all the time he speaks to me and i'm not in the spirit well are you full of the spirit are you baptized in the holy ghost if you are there is a way that he can he can contact you amen but he's even people who are uh, baptized in the holy spirit he wants us to come up higher go deeper didn't paul say it was deep hit the the things his knowledge and wisdom are deep and they're discerned but you have to go deep into the things of god and so going deep is coming up higher where he is it says you must know his ways and you can't know them through the flesh so we must learn to pray in the spirit trust him trust his ways and his promises this is why we don't trust him because we don't stay in the spirit long enough to hear god's voice know that he's with us amen and we have to think spiritually so in other words we have to renew our mind fear and lack lack of confidence in god comes from not being in the spirit long enough where he can change our thinking 
speak to us and and assure us that he's going to do something amen we kind of get lost in the shuffle then we let condemnation the devil is always doing something because condemnation starts to creep up on us and then the condemnation tell us we've done too many things where god won't do anything for us so it's a spiritual thing we have to stay in the spirit in order to hear god's voice know what he's doing hear his language that sort of thing so let's go to job 42 you probably already know where it is job 42 okay let's see let's start in in the 38th chapter verse 1 then we'll flip over 42 Uh, job 38 verse 1 it says then the lord answered to job out of the whirlwind and said so what does that mean (laughs) well the whirlwind is the spirit of prophecy it's the voice of god and he just opens his mouth and speaks amen who is this who darkens counsel and you have to listen to the words that he spoke to job who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge that sound familiar any of you ever done that amen it says uh, verse three now prepare yourself like a man or gird up your loins or strengthen yourself you know because he was sick and god is really saying look come out of self-pity and gird yourself up strengthen yourself gird your loins it's like when you talk to me because i'm about to straighten you out i will question you and you shall answer me where were you when i laid the foundations of the earth this is god talking to to joe tell me if you have understanding who determined its measurements surely you know in other words you know everything else can you tell me this because i've been sitting watching you running everything see because he was angry because his little church friends turned on him amen and he got mad at god so god was really just letting him know look job i'm god you know that the earth is mine the everything is mine and and i created the heavens and the earth i created the foundations not you hey job you don't know everything but see that's where that's the way we get especially when we're looking for something for god we think we know why it didn't come or we know you know or it's the prophet's fault or it's somebody's fault it's this or it's that and he was just putting job in his place let's see i read down to verse 11 who determined its measurements surely you know or who stretched the line upon it to what where to what were its foundations fastened or who laid its cornerstone 
when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy, or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst forth and issued from the womb? When I made the clouds its garments and thick darkness its its swaddling band, then I fixed my limit for it and set bars and doors when I said, this far you may come, but no further. See, that's what he told the devil. He said, you come this far, but no further. And here your proud waves must stop. And here your proud waves. See, you don't ever think God doesn't put a limit on the devil. He does. And and things doesn't, have, doesn't last forever. Amen. Pain doesn't last forever circumstances doesn't last tribulation don't last forever because god has a limit and sometimes if you get in the spirit with him and get into his presence more he'll draw that line on the devil real quick and tell the devil "Uh uh-uh no more but you see sometimes he has to let our knowledge and wisdom play out that's what he did for Job. he didn't leave him he didn't forsake him Job was handling everything And so he just let his knowledge and wisdom run out. Let's jump over to verse 35. Hallelujah. It says, can you send out lightnings and they may go and say to you, here we are. Who has put wisdom in the mind and who has given understanding to the heart? Who can number the clouds by wisdom or who can pour out the bottles of of heaven he was just letting him know it ain't you amen let's go to chapter 40 uh let's go to 40 verse 22 and it says um he lies under the lotus tree in a what is that covert covered of reeds and marsh and the lotus tree cover him with their shade the willows by the brook surround him indeed the rivers may rage yet he is not disturbed he is confident through the jordan though the jordan gushes into his mouth though he takes it in his eyes or one pierces his nose with a snare Let's see, where am I going with this? Is there a 25? There's no 25. Oh, okay, you know what? I'm supposed to be in chapter 41. That's the problem. Okay, so 41 verse 22. It says, strength, 41, 22. Strength dwells in his neck, and sorrow dances before him. The folds of his flesh are joined together. In other words, he was breaking it all down to um, to uh, Job. I, I wanted to do number one. Go back to 41.1. Can you draw out Leviathan? That's the one. When I, I saw that, I said, that's good. With a hook. In other words, you, you know, you can't catch a crocodile with a little hook. Or snare his tongue with a line which you lower? Can you, like you catch a fish, can you put a reed through his nose or pieces 
uh, pierce his jaw with a hook? Will he make many supplications to you? Will a, a will he speak softly to you? Will he make a covenant with you? Will you take him as a servant forever? Will you play with him <laughs> as with a bird? Or will you leash him for your, your maidens? Or, you know, use him as a pet? Will your co- companions make a banquet for him? I mean, of him? Will they, um, what's that, apportion him among the, the, the merchants? In other words, he's saying, look, you don't have no control or no authority over nothing that big. You may have authority, but you can't do nothing about a big crock. But I can because I created him. Amen. He says, you don't have no power about now. Amen. So let's now we can go down to verse 22. It says, strength dwells in his neck. In other words, he's also, he's talking about that Leviathan, but he's also talking about the stiff-necked man. Because that's what was wrong with, with Job. He moved. See, sometimes when you need something from God, like a healing, and you get sick, you get mad at him, you need it so desperately, you get angry, you move into another dimension. I think that's what happened to him, especially when his so-called friends came over and was messing. Well, why are you sick, man of God? People do that. And sometimes if they don't say it, they think it. Well, what's wrong with you? And so it it caused him, I think, to get angry and to forget who he was. And, I mean, he got real down with it. He got low with it. <laughs> Sorry about that. Amen. So, in other words, humility was the answer to that Leviathan. I mean, he's just speaking. If you got any of those characters, humility is the answer. And this is what he was trying to speak to Job. He was trying to show him, especially when he in 22, when he was saying, strength dwells in his neck. And sorrow dances before him. The folds of his flesh are joined together. And they are firm on him and cannot be moved. His heart is as hard as stone. See, that's pride. Even as hard as the lower millstone, when he raises himself up, the mighty are afraid because of his crashing. Because of his crashings, they are beside themselves. Through the sword reaches, though the sword reaches him, it cannot avail. Nor does spear, dart, or javelin. (laughs) So it's like you don't have any defense against this thing because I'm talking about you. Amen. Oh, arrogance and prideful person. Amen. See, that never works when you need something from God. So let's jump down to 42. Now we can go over to 42. So we'll read in verse 1. Then Job answered, the lord and said i know that you can do everything now you're ready to talk oh yeah i know i know you could do everything i do that all the time god but see when you get done with sickness your friends turning on you you know your kids dying your wife turning on you saying gone and die you're ready to listen to god but and god was always there for him but i I just want to make this understood there was a lot of things that Job allowed to come and enter into his heart. Are y'all here? 
getting real quiet in this Presbyterian church. And when you do that, and then you're still waiting on the answer, check your heart. Check out your heart, and that's all. And see, instead of his church friends really walking in love, telling him that, it's a heart thing. Check your heart. They didn't say that. They took advantage of it because they was glad he was sick. Mighty quiet. They were glad he was sick. Ha ha, look at him now. Look at the man of God. Not knowing that God allowed this to happen. But see, God was trying to teach him. He's trying to teach all of us something from this. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's see, where am I at? It says in verse 2, I know, oh, he said to God, I know that you can do ev- everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. And when he said purpose, he means purpose and plan. So no purpose or plan of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand. In other words, Job is saying, I ran my mouth too much without understanding. Do you see how important it is for us to get it from God? Everything that pop into your brain ain't God. I used to question everything that I thought because I knew I was in a traditional church. I was in there 20 years. I didn't understand the spirit realm. I wasn't baptized in the Holy Spirit. But I knew there was more. That's why I desired more. I was looking for more. God is there more. I knew I needed more. But sometimes when we get to a certain plateau in our lives, we think we know it all. And I think Job had got there. He'd gotten there. But I think most of it from what I'm reading the scriptures, a lot of his came from being sick and being bothered and being tired and his losing his kids and losing this and all of his money that'll put you in a bad way but you know god had you we have to still stay humble toward god and so what we what i learned as i read verse 22 when it says strength dwells in his neck i've learned that he was in pride stiff neck in pride wouldn't listen amen and his friends came over to heckle him. I'm like, don't let him in. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Hallelujah. But anyway, let's see. Let's go to the bottom part of 3. 3B, it says, things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. So, see, he's letting. In other words, Job repented. He repented. And when he repented, God restored. And that's what happened. Amen. He says in verse 4, listen, please, and let me speak. You said I will question you and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Amen. And so it was after the Lord had spoken these words to Job, and he said he got on him for three chapters, 38, 39, 40, and 41. Took a lot of turning him around. Because, see, sometimes we can allow that devil to put so much anger and hurt and hate in us 
and we take it out on God. Amen. So let's see, verse 7, I'll, I'll start there again. And so it was after the Lord had spoken these words to Job that the Lord said to El, Elzaphaz, the, term, the Tenemite, it don't say Tenemite, but I'll let it go at that. The wrath is aroused against you and your two friends, for you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. Therefore, now therefore, take for yourselves seven bulls, seven rams, go to my servant Job and offer up themselves um, a burnt offering. I have to turn the page. But other words, it was a twofold recompense. Amen. Yeah, offering. And my servant Job shall pray for you, and I will accept him, lest I deal with you according to your folly. Oh, yes. Yeah, so in other words, he was, he was talking part of that talk. He was talking to him in 38. In verse 40 and 41, part of 40, I think he was talking to his stiff-necked friends. Amen. But anywho, anyhow, let's see. Verse nine, verse 10, it says, uh, the Lord commanded them for the Lord had accepted Job. So he repented. Job repented and God restored. And verse 10 says, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. And indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before amen so in other words when it says he prayed if i think it's in italics in your bible or heavy uh in, in whatever you call that so it will stand out mine is and it's because god wants to emphasize on that word prayed amen so when he prayed for his friends in other words, he got out of the flesh and prayed, and he gave of himself, and God restored his losses. Amen? See, worry, when you worry, worry is fear for yourself. Amen. Not fear of self, it's fear for yourself. And he was worried. He was all, Job was all of the above. You would have been too with boils everywhere. Amen. But see, he was a man of God and he should have been steadfast, you know, immovable. Uh, whatever, you know, those other, other words that means he didn't move. And, but he allowed his friends to put him in the flesh. Let's go down. Let's jump over to verse 15. I just want to read the ending of Job. It says, um, in all the land he, oh, well, let's read 13 because it tells about his children. It says, he also had seven sons and three daughters, so he had ten more children. Amen. So, in other words, his quiver was full. 14, and he called the name of the first Jeremiah and the name of the second, who, who I don't you know whatever let's go 15 it says in all the land were found no women so beautiful as the daughters of job and their father gave them an inheritance among the brothers 
And after this, Job lived 140 years. That's longer than Moses. And saw his children and grandchildren to the fourth generation. It says, so Job died old and full of days. It pays to forgive. Amen. Forgiveness can extend your life and save your life. Amen. But Job had to to uh, own up to to how he was feeling, how he had allowed the enemy, because the devil used his friends against him. So how he allowed the enemy to uh, make him think carnally, and so he had to come up to God's level of thoughts, come up to God's level of thinking. Amen. And so fear caused Job to think carnally. Amen. When we get upset, it can cause us to think carnally. And we miss God. And so you have to, you know, just take a back step and come up to higher thinking. Amen. Come up to the level where God is. And then you'll know his thoughts, his plan. And his purpose. Now, that word thoughts, I know we all know what it is, but it's good to look it up and find out. It means plans and intentions. That was God's thoughts. His way of thinking. And that's what's uh, in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. If you'll go there, that'll be the last scripture. And I'm hoping that you're, we're tying all of this in together. Because in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, God says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. He says, you don't know how I think. He says, but I know how I think. I know the thoughts I think toward you, and I'm not mad at you. Amen. And see, when we're going through, it's easy for us to think God has forgotten us or he's mad at us. So we get mad back at him. Or we've been waiting too long, and, and we don't get what we want. And so we get angry, and then we become prideful and arrogant. And, our, and then it, that stuff moves into your heart, and your heart gets hardened. And so when your heart gets hardened and you shut down, God can't speak to you. He can't, and he's not going to move in your behalf because the anger doesn't impress God. Amen? It just doesn't. But this is what happened to Job, and I thought about him because he... He didn't know the thoughts of God. He forgot who God was in his life. So Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I just want to read that real quick. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you an expected end. Or some Bibles say a future and a hope. Amen. So God is saying, look, he says, you're thinking wrong about me. And this is what he was telling Job, all of that stuff in 38, 39, and 40. He was saying, look, Job, you're thinking wrong about me. You're not, you don't have the right thoughts where I'm concerned. And you need to, to chill out and get in the spirit, get in your word and renew your mind because you're thinking wrong about me, Job. I have every intention of saving you. In fact, I already told the enemy he couldn't kill you. But see, he didn't know that. But you have to trust. This is just how we can look and say, okay, we need to trust God. Amen. So God's plan for us is to give us 
your expected end give you what you're expecting verse 12 says then when then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and i will listen to you and you will seek me and find me and when you search for me with all your heart when you search for me with all your heart in other words when you seek me with all your heart you'll find me amen and i will uh, be found by you saith the lord and i will bring you back from your captivity amen amen that's your uh, ex exile or former state of prosperity and the way it was in the garden in other words that's how god wants to bring you back that's where he wants to bring things back to you the way it was in the garden amen he'll bring you back from exile amen because of iniquity and it's never god it's always us i will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where i have driven you saith the lord and i will bring you to the place which i cause you to be carried away captive amen hallelujah and so we have to really do spiritual warfare to just stay in the love of god and stay reminded that god has not forgotten us and that he is going to do what he says he's going to do but if we're not careful we'll we'll just move into that place where job was when god had no intentions of job dying he had no intentions of allowing the enemy to kill him or or um you know do anything like that god's heart was pure towards um job but i think he allowed the enemy to come against him because he saw some stuff in job like he sees in us and he want to root it out and sometimes this is why god will allow things but it's never too late we are never in a box or caged in or boxed in by any situation god always makes a way of escape for us so whatever you're going through that's not your permanent residence this is not where god's going to leave you but maybe there's some tweaking maybe there's some things that god has spoken to you maybe the door of opportunity and the door of blessings have opened or cracked but you're you still need more or you're looking for more and so don't give up these things don't give up that dream and don't think that god doesn't want you to have it he wants to go through some things with you see this is why we don't get along with god because we're afraid he's going to show us something but he shows see there's no condemnation god doesn't condemn us for what he show he points out to us he doesn't condemn us he loves us enough to show us and point out what it is that we need to correct and these are small things these are not big things these are small things so i just believe that god is saying to us come up higher come up higher where i am because i can't talk to you where you are because you don't know my heart you don't know my thoughts you don't know my intentions towards you but if you change how you think and come from where you are and come up to where i am meet me in the spirit amen then i'll uh explain some things to you and you'll be confident that i'm gonna not let you down god's not gonna let you down he is not going to let you down i can tell you that right now he won't let anybody down amen and as long as you keep trying god will keep trying to speak to you
but he would love it if we would get out of the flesh and come up higher where he is. Amen. All right. We thank and praise you, Lord, for your word. Amen. We just love you and we bless you. And we lift you up in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We praise you, Father. We thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for talking to us today about what we need to do. We need to get in the spirit where you are and leave the flesh alone so that we can receive what we have been waiting for for so many years. And we thank you, Lord. We're glad to know that you are not angry at us, that you still have, your promises are still good. Even after 30, 40, 50 years, your promises are still good. And so we thank and praise you, Father, and we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Is there anybody else that needs prayer before we go? You still doing good, amen? All right. Anybody else? All right. Well, Father, bless our bread and water. Make it nourishing for our bodies. Take sickness and disease for our mit- from our midst. And bless the hands that prepared it in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for healing me. I just receive it now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I bless you. Bless the people over at the apartment. And Lord, bring them forth um, with no shame, Lord to receive prayer, healing, whatever it is that they need. And we bless you, Father, and we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God.